0: You are now listening to the Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. Yes, I'm
1: All right. Welcome to a new episode of the Beat Bodega. With us is always, uh, as always, is Eric. Say what's up, Eric. Hi. Uh, hi. And That's my thing. I'm trying
2: to, to get that going. <laughs> A lot of people say, no, it's from a phone thing, but I was doing that way back in 2005. <laughs> and then Eileen doesn't know the story.
1: Well, it was well, actually
2: my friend Erica that started and it just stuck around.
1: All right, Eric, I'd like to introduce Eileen. All right, sorry. <laughs> and with us is Miss Eileen, a therapist extraordinaire. Uh, we brought her in here to psychoanalyze Eric and talk about music. That's not true about the Eric part, though. Eileen, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. I'm a big fan of the People data I love what you guys do. It's very nostalgic and I'm very impressed with your music knowledge. So I'm happy to be here. Right.
1: The, the fact <laughs> that people cool think that yeah, the, our music knowledge. <laughs> the, the fact that people think we have knowledge is amazing. No, well, it's it's great to have you. Uh, we're actually excited. We've been looking forward to this episode. Um, we. We just let out uh two episodes of aggression and competition since we did this uh versus battle between uh Eric, myself, and, and Gilbert. So now we need to tone it down and and uh kind of are, mentally. Um, huh? yeah.
2: And the results, yeah. Um, i get, yeah. not not for first and second, but I came in third. <laughs> I get the bronze medal, which is also the hardest medal. That's right. And that's how I'm gonna paint it.
1: There you go. So and, as, you and go
2: for it? That, Yeah, yeah. Should
1: well, by the time this episode airs, because uh, we'll we'll already have a winner and and so forth. So, but <clears throat> happy to have you here, Eileen. Uh, you know, one thing that that we kind of been uh, interested about and things that we've talked about is is how music makes people feel and and how it's how everybody you know, uses it to kind of self-medicate or, or it actually dictates their mood. Um, we went with a, a fun playlist. Uh, we decided to go 70s rock and roll. Um, you know, Eric and I, we were, we were discussing, you know, what do we categorize as classic rock? Because that's what the episode was originally going to be. Uh, and it, you know, it's become such a long list of, of what it could actually mean because you know 90s rock is considered classic rock now and uh you know even early two thousand. so we decided to sp- uh, pick a decade and stick with that decade so <clears throat> what we actually do eileen and i'm sure you've heard the, the you i know that you listen to the podcast so in the first segment we we go through the playlist read what's on the playlist and then in the next segment we we just talk and have fun you're in Yes, I'm in. That sounds good. All right. So I'm going to read off the playlist, let you guys know what we selected for uh, 70s rock and roll. Um, <clears throat> the playlist starts off with The Who and Baba O'Reilly. Uh, then we went with Baba Bubba, Bubba. Bubba O'Reilly. Baba 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 <laughs> And then um, we went with uh, Ooh. Barracuda with Heart, <laughs> And then uh, Led Zeppelin rock and roll. Joe Walsh in The City, Ace freely with New York Groove, Fleetwood Mac with The Chain, Elton John with Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, Uh, Sweet with Ballroom Blitz, Norman Greenbaum with Spirit in the Sky, Queen with Queen Killer, The Marshall Tucker Band with Can't You See, Rolling Stone's Beast of Burden, Bob Seger with Turn the Page, Uh, Credence and Clearwater Revival with Have You Ever Seen the Rain, and then it finishes off with, uh, Tom Petty, American Girl. That's the that's the playlist that we're going to discuss. Among other Miley, things, you
2: mentioned that you were a huge classic rock fan, right? Yes. Okay. I- awesome. So you you could probably school us in this. So let us know if we missed anything, like any songs that you know you might have added to, or any bands that you think we should have put on this list as well. Yeah, she- well,
0: maybe at the end you can give you, like, my what well, my playlist would have been. But I think my songs are very obvious takes, so, okay. you know. That's okay. It's, like, the ones that, know, but they are, like, my favorite classic rock. And I actually thought it was interesting because we were toddlers um, in the 70s. So, you know, most toddlers.
1: of the
0: talk that I heard was probably later on in our lives or that we remember. So it was interesting for me because I actually had to look up which which songs or which bands were seventies versus eighties? Some of them I had them confused because obviously I was introduced to them during the eighties or even
2: a little later. So what well, what's kind but of Tom Petty for me? I thought Tom Petty.
1: You what? Did we lose
2: there? Petty was an eighties guy. You know, he had Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers from the seventies. Like, uh-huh. Okay.
1: Hello? Eric, you uh, wanna you wanna repeat that? Because we lost you for a second.
2: Oh that you know, I I Tom Petty is one person that I thought he was an eighties person. I, I thought American Girl was an 80s song. And and then, you know, to, to learn that it came out during the bicentennial or it was recorded on the bicentennial, which is super cool. I was like, oh my god, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Like I didn't know they were a 70s act. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean you get, if you actually look at the album cover, you realize how young he is in that picture. And you're like, oh shit, you know that this was this was a while ago. Are you a Tom Petty fan, Eileen? Yeah. Who isn't? Who isn't Eileen? Who isn't?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, didn't have cable growing up, so I didn't have MTV, and I was addicted to MTV. So I would go to my best friend's house and just watch MTV every chance I had. So I don't know that many artists. Like sometimes I love songs and I don't know who the artist is, which is a little embarrassing. So I had to look some people up when I saw the playlist because I wanted to be well-informed. But yeah, I'm one of those people that I love songs and I actually go to concerts and say, oh, I don't really know that many songs of this artist. And then I end up knowing like every single song. Like that happened to me with Def Leppard. And I was like, oh my God, I know every single song you're singing. Because how I,
2: cool is that feeling though, you know? Yeah, you think you don't know them, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, they're the ones that do this. I think that's such a great thing, you know, right. right? Yeah. So it's like it's discovering the song for the second time.
1: Yeah. You know, now mm-hmm.
2: that you know who it belongs to.
1: Yeah, yes. Most definitely. And that, so, all right. The cool thing about seventies rock or even classic rock, we we were in a unique situation where, even. Even in our years of high school, you still had a lot of fans of, of these bands or they pretended to be or, you know, you always had the the group of kids that wore the Zeppelin shirt or, you know, the Pink Floyd shirt, which it's weird cause you really don't see the that. the
2: idiot that put I Am the Lizard. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. That He took a shot at himself, Eileen. I'm sure we'll discuss that a little later. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> but you you yeah,
2: that. <laughs> but you really
1: don't you really don't see that anymore. I mean out of this list what's been cool to see is kind of the reserve that it seems like almost every decade queen makes a comeback. So, you know, queen was big back then, then Wayne's World came out and then Bohemian Rhapsody became popular. It made wow. it I think it even made it to, as a number 1 hit during that period. And then um, Remy Malik portrays Freddie Mercury in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in the movie and they make another another run at, at, at being relevant and then uh I now Adam Lambert is the the lead singer of the band so Elton John never goes away how about, how about can you hear me yeah is, is, yeah yeah
2: Carlos oh how about Ballroom Blitz that's also in Wayne's world yeah you know you mentioned that like and and exploded Wayne's exploded world two. in Waynes too. is Man. it one one or two I, I don't know. It's the one with Tia Carrere.
1: She's in both. She's, She's in she both. Sings it. She's in both of them. Oh, so she does Ballroom Blitz. Which yeah. is the
2: one that had Rob Lowe?
1: The second one. No, so the first you. one. Damn it. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> but, but no yeah. research was done. No, no. But look. So, I'm sorry. What'd you, you say, Aline, you cut out You cut off a little bit.
0: I put that in my notes for that song because I'm I was obsessed with Kasaki singing that song. She was the coolest person ever to me when I saw her sing it on on Wayne's World.
1: She was also so the. What, coo-
2: what was it? Was it part? It was the first one. I
1: don't know. Let's look it up. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so well, it was the first? Yeah, one. no,
2: she confirmed it. Awesome.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: Eileen's career was the hottest thing on earth.
1: Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> Eileen, you didn't, you weren't the only one that thought she was cool. Most guys thought she was cool too, but. uh it kind of disappeared. Made a few movies and never came back. But um, the Who, I kind of another group that that kind of stayed around because all the CSI series, like they all start with a different Who song, you know, so that that they've remained relevant. Led Zeppelin has never gone away, you know. Arguably, the some say the greatest rock band ever. Um, Ace Freely with Kiss again a band that never dies they actually uh i had the opportunity to see them not that long ago here where i work and still put on a monster show i mean the theatrics and 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 the excitement it's uh it's pretty cool rolling stones another band that never goes away these are the cool thing about this era of music is that it lingers it still stays it never really goes away and, and talking about emotions. It's all these songs always make you feel good, you know, when you hear them on the radio, because not only the nostalgia, but because they actually took the time to write lyrics and focus on music. And a lot of the music meant something to a lot of people, Um, even I mean, not only the 70s, but in the 60s, when you had that revolutionary period of rock that was actually (laughs) what what happened?
2: No, I'm just laughing because Led Zeppelin wrote about Lord of the Rings, dude. Yeah. And- no, well, I mean,
1: but they had other songs. Come
2: on, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But like you had like songs that are that you know that that have a lot of depth, like uh like ten years, uh, ten years gone. I love that song. And it's a deep song. But not the Lord of the Rings song. <laughs> but uh so Eileen, you've gone through the playlist. You said you did a, a little research before. Um <clears throat> I mean, the good thing is a lot of these songs you've heard in soundtracks, you know, you hear mm-hmm. on classic radio. Let's but
2: thank James Gunn. And yeah. the first song forever in my life is called Teenage
1: Wasteland, that, which is, that's the
2: time to laugh. That's, well, that's the, that's the the mistake. It's funny, that's, um, I don't know if you guys remember the show called Freaks and Geeks. Yes. It was like Judd Apatow and kids <laughs> growing up, and they had started a band. And it was Jason Segel playing drums, and they were having fun. And that was one of the songs that they were covering and jason siegel at the at the time was linda cardellini and she starts criticizing like oh you should tighten up da, da, da. so seth rogan calls her out and it's like what's the name of this song and what she says is teenage wasteland mm-hmm. and he's like no it's baba o'reilly so i was like why are you doing this we're having fun and ruining it for us and i'll never forget that because <laughs> i thought that song was teenage wasteland for the longest time too
1: yeah uh, but uh, but, every, but everybody does I was actually I was actually reading an article about how they've never been able to shake that off and there's actually the the title is the is a mixture of two names that were uh, uh, Townsend's uh, musical mentors it is a combination of both of those names because but they really have nothing to do with the song. You know, because it, it, it's but it's funny that everybody refers to it as Teenage Wasteland and where the, the name actually came from or that that part of the song was they had just finished playing. Uh, not Glastonbury, they, they played a big festival and that was they were looking out into an empty field after the concert. And the statement was, this looks like a Teenage Wasteland because it was just full of garbage and like the aftermath of a major festival. And that's where that line came from. So, but the title has nothing to do with the song. It's just, it, 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 they. he named it after two of his musical mentors. And it was actually supposed to be um, uh, part of a, a theatrical uh, ensemble thing that they were doing. Or it was, I think it was supposed to be like the sequel to Tommy is what it was supposed to be. Okay. And then they just released it as a yeah, song. What are they called? those rock operas? That they yeah, were, the rock. Remember? Yeah, right. That's right. The that's what I meant opers? to say. The rock <laughs> operas. But yeah, man. I mean, it, it's crazy. Yeah, it, there was it, a
2: lot of a lot of experimentation during that time too, and they were doing like these long form plays. Like, you know, Rush was another one that released these like epics. Yeah. You know, and and there was like a whole story, and you know, and and we just saw Eileen that. Carlos did a lot more research than you did, so you're gonna need to
1: step up, <laughs> step your I game up, Eileen. That was <laughs> impressive, Carlos. I
2: did not know any of that. That was really, really yeah. impressive. So step- and that's
0: part of it. Step- so, when hear that song. I think about how timeless it is. it is, and any teenager, not even nowadays, can listen to that song and feel like that teenage angst yeah. that every teacher in every decade, at every moment. Feels and I, I feel like it's timeless because it, it really pulls on that emotion that teenagers feel like there's so much going on. And, um, and that for me, that song is like about teenage gangs. And I, I think, again, it's a timeless song. The intro is amazing, it's so recognizable. Um, just really cool song,
1: yeah. No, well, and now all I think about is CSI every time I, I hear the song, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's right. Every different, every different version of CSI starts off with a Who song, but I did not know that either. Yeah, and you know, secretly, th- this is going to be a little sad, but um, there was a, a buddy of mine who who uh, who passed away early, early during this COVID nonsense. Um, it was his favorite band, and he, I've always liked the Who, but he really got me into the Who. So this is a uh, that first song is a shout out to my buddy John, uh, rest in peace. And you know I'll get that part out of the way. But yeah, that, that's why I wanted to start off with the who. And then Eric actually selected Barracuda, but I wanna I wanna hold off Ooh. on Barracuda. But <laughs> well, uh, it's a sexy song, man. It is a sexy. Well, the, the, you can't help but do that every time you hear the like hard Barracuda. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> But, like, uh, just the baseline. Yeah. That running. Like, but uh yeah, like we'll dive deep into the next segment. But Eileen, before we get into the real deep into the music uh side of it, uh tell tell everybody a little bit about you know what you do, kind of your credentials and and uh why we're here to uh to have an intervention with Eric. Which we're not, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's not that's a joke, guys. I really do not know. <laughs> yes, you do.
1: <laughs>
2: well we all know why I'm here. Yeah. We, um, but you. Wow, she's getting existential on us. Yeah. We all know why we're here, guys.
0: No, <laughs> well, um I've been a therapist for twenty years and I right now have my private practice. I've had it for ten years. And I thought it was really interesting to be invited to talk about emotion and music because it's something that I think is interwoven into our memory. So our memory is not just a picture or image, it's also the emotions that we had at the moment that we experienced something, the thoughts that we have in our minds while we're experiencing something, and also the physical sensations in our body when we're experiencing something. So that memory is recorded from the time that you're in your mom's stomach and it just captures everything that happens. And I feel that music is very much interwoven into our memory. So when we um, bring up a musical piece, it could take us back to any moment in time, but it could also be people in our lives that we experience that music with. So it's it's so powerful. There's actually so many ways that music can affect us. Um, And in my work, I use sound sometimes for the hypnotherapy sessions, I put it in the background, because we mimic what the music does, so we're able to relax with slow music, so it helps the process. And also I do something called the sound bath, which is basically the use of um, a a crystal bowl to create a sound that creates a vibration in your body, that allows your body to relax, it lowers your blood pressure, and balance balances the energies in your body. So would, I would, use sound
1: in my work. Would you mind demonstrating that? The the bowl, even though people can't see it. I'll actually record it so we can post it.
2: Sure.
1: Eric, we're getting a sound bath. This is really cool. Okay. <laughs> I know I need a shower. I haven't showered in like three <laughs> days.
2: So this is great. My uh-huh. my my uh my dryer broke, so I haven't been able to wash my towels. I ordered new ones. I got white. But well, just use that. D- All
1: right. <laughs> Sound bath. Here we go. We're ready. We're ready. <laughs> Eric, pull pull out your bass and follow along. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I'll this listen. house
2: is clams. This house is clams. So, so you're you 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 said you move that ball up and down the person when as you're doing that, or is it stay stationary? Oh, no, I don't move it on the person. Oh. It's heavy. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it looks like something that'll break too.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's made out of crystal. wait, so oh. I have the person laid down on the mat on the floor, and then I sit behind them, and I play the bowl like behind their head so that the vibration travels throughout their body. And it's interesting because people will feel it in different parts where they have tension. And at first it's very loud, but then the person relaxes into it.
1: Have you so. ever had a moment where you broke down and wanted to put it over their head? <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, no, but it's like that like amp frequency, like, mm, you know, that you yeah. stimulate your territory, like, I guess. So, that's really cool. People
0: request like me put them put the bowl on the head and
2: play it, but it it's not gonna work like
1: that. Uh, Eileen, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you, that's probably the first thing I would have done. And if somebody asked me, would you do I would yes, yes, we can definitely do that because I want to see what happens.
2: Now, do you ever feel, fill it with liquids like to change the
1: to change the, the pitch?
2: Fluids, or yeah. just because it'll change the pitch, right? If you add water?
1: Yeah.
0: No, I don't okay. think I'll
2: It'll work. Let's start a band, guys.
1: Let's start do this.
0: And there's bowls that work that create different sounds. So this is a big, a large bowl, which creates a larger sound. But there's sometimes you'll see like people play different sizes, which create um
2: okay. different sound frequencies. Cool. And do you do you use smells too with that? Or it's just mostly sound? Like, well, I always
0: have like a diffuser in the room that diffuses
2: essential oils which help relax people to so that's awesome i'm burning some frankincense and myrrh right now <laughs>
1: just so you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right so that that's how we're gonna, that's seg- cool. that's how we're gonna segue that's how we're gonna segue that's how yeah that was awesome that's how we're gonna segue all right so we're gonna break away for a minute and then start our next segment with eileen and of course eric and uh eric we're gonna need you to lay down on the couch behind you all right I'm joking. <laughs> all right, guys, okay. we'll be right back. All right, <laughs> all right, we're we're, <laughs> we're back with the I'm next a fucking se- retard. Bro. That's all right. <laughs> All right, we're back with the next segment, and again, we're here with Eileen. Um, and this is it, Eric. I hope you're laying down on the couch. Uh, we're going to discuss certain things about your childhood. All vaselineed up and ready to go. There you go. All right, sorry, yeah. sorry, Eileen. It's it's already going sideways. Um, going south. <laughs> so, all right, it could go right, anyway. We're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about music, a little bit about therapy. Um, you know, it's when we went through this playlist. Um, you said Eric and I. We, you know, he added songs, I added songs, and we we put this together. I always try to put songs that mean something to me or that lyrically have something that that move me. Um, kind of the opening line from uh, Bob O'Reilly, it, it's a powerful one, like out here in the fields. I fight for my meals that like that, that, just to start off like that, you know, it's the music of this era. does a really good job of painting pictures and kind of puts you in those places and i guess that's why to me personally they'll always be nostalgic songs um so like eric alluded to earlier you know to him barracuda is a sexy song you know and and it's it's cool how all these songs trigger different emotions um and i'm assuming you you know like you said you use sounds and and uh different music to kind of or you had mentioned how different sounds kind of dictate the tone of somebody's personality or somebody's, uh, actions. And, you know, a lot of these songs, uh, you know, Eric and I had talked about on Ace Frehley's New York groove, that song just makes you feel, you know, feel fucking cool. Like you just want to strut down the street and, you know, so that was the fun part about, uh, messing around with this playlist. So I think, did you actually, did you just, did you research this song? did you listen to the music when we sent out the playlist?
0: yeah he knows this stuff because like i said sometimes i don't know the the name of songs so but as soon as i hear them i know what songs they are and i made like little notes about how they make me feel but i i really wanted to talk a little bit about nostalgia because i think it's a really interesting emotion because it's an emotion that's a two-part emotion right so you know when you have sadness it's it's a negative emotion and happiness is more positive and of course there's so many emotions we could feel but with nostalgia there's it's a two-part emotion there's the positive part of it where you're reliving something or you're thinking about how you enjoyed an experience and then there's a a feeling of loss and longing because the moment is gone so it's actually like a negative and positive feeling in one right? right and you could kind of settle into both parts of that when you feel nostalgic so I always think that's interesting with that emotion because it's one of the few emotions that has both positive and negative in it.
2: Right. Cool. And that relates like the whole reason this podcast was started, too, because we've pretty much done songs from our past, um, all nine episodes. Yeah. We haven't even hit current stuff because yeah. we we want to just reflect on on the stuff that, that got us to this point, I guess. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's Absolutely. kind of the main reason we did start. Well.
1: Carlos started this. No, podcast, we we started. Man. brought you know, me an like, out of
2: generosity, though. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it, I, I, let's let's do it right, man. Come
1: on. No, and even, even even the first Take episode, it. yeah, the first episode, the first episode was was a tribute to my father, and it was all music yeah. that that brought back, you know, a lot of emotions, and and you know me being a little kid and listening to the music that my dad played. Um, but yeah, it's Eric's right. I mean, and part of the reason why Gilbert's on every episode. Uh, you know, he started off as a guest, but every time we put a playlist together, it's, it's, you know, our childhood was us three. You know, I mean, I met Eric when I was 12. Uh Eric was 15 at the time or 14. And uh Gilbert was 15 years old. And th- that's when we met, you know, so th- the, what I like the, the time of your life where music defines you, that's where we found each other. And that's, we grew up together that way. So And
2: even when you when you get together with friends, right? Like, even to this day, if you get together with like your friends, you always revert to a playlist. There's yeah. like a playlist that's always going to come out. Like, I know that when I hang out with you guys, or like Gilbert and kind of that, that, that other crew, like the yeah. uh, Marcel, the Gil, uh, Mike, it always goes to that 90s R&B, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that Notorious B.I.G. And then I have another set of friends that, for some reason, they always go freestyle. And then when it's us, it's, like, all punk. Yeah. You know, so, like, I don't know if you 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 have that with your friends. Do you have friends? I mean, <laughs> yeah, her friends are our all. friends, Eric. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> just, you know, I wanna, just want to make sure. But you're right. But, right? Like, you find yourself, like, you go to a get-together, and you're playing songs like that that you mm-hmm. probably listened to, you know, in, in your early 20s or, or or your teens and stuff like that. Yeah. I saw, my I have a
0: um that we've been best friends since high school. And my biggest music influence was my sisters. I had two older sisters and they were really into rock. And so they influenced what I listened to so much. Um, and I remember I became obsessed with this Edie Blackell and the New Bohemians shooting rubber bands at the stars. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I played That's that.
2: What I was and what I am. Is
0: that her? Yeah. yeah like the main song on it but I became obsessed with the whole team so I would play it over and over in my car and my friends I had an explorer so everybody always packed in my car and we would always listen to that so nowadays whenever anybody hears one of those songs they right away you know we put it on our chat and we talk about that that tape all the time and it, it was it was something that wasn't really popular at that time but it was something that my sisters listened to that I loved so it was in my car and now that's very nostalgic
2: of that time in our lives in high school
0: so.
2: and it wasn't because you couldn't change the tape in your car right <laughs> it was the same thing kind of happened to us with uh alice in chains
1: and road shaker, shaker.
2: <laughs> if i stuck a tape in my car it was there for a couple months it, it wouldn't come out <laughs> <What happened>? uh, <laughs> very eclectic uh taste
0: in in music so i had that and i had offspring in there too so it was like the streams it depended what mood i was in if it was aggressive it was offspring and if i was in a chill
2: mood i would put edie burkel in there so but you had a fancy car with a tape player that worked right (laughs) Well, <laughs> I had house speakers in the truck <laughs> and, and connected to a boom box. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> no, but so but like look, I, I you know, it's you know, we've known Eileen's group of friends for a long time too. Uh you know, and it's funny because um you know, I would say like you know, to Eric's point, we have these group of friends that remind us of certain music. And you know, when uh in Gainesville and even a little bit after and a little bit before, you know, when we were hanging out with Brant and Ryan and um, Olga, AJ, you know, it was like during the the big rave scene in Miami. So every time I see them, all I hear are beeps and bleeps in the background. But uh, yeah,
0: I have one of those DVJ CDs. That's the
1: most.
0: The break. And I used to teach spinning at that time. So I would use that that um, <laughs> playlist
2: to teach my spinning classes. And it was all, you know, like high energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's yeah. funny? Uh, there was no slowing down, the 10, ten one speed up.
1: Yeah. All, you know, <laughs> this is, so when this airs, uh, Eileen, you'll be the 11th episode. And it took us 11 episodes to bring up DBJ. I kind of feel bad. Because again, it was, you know, a, a guy that grew up with music and, you know, was kind of the in-house party DJ all the time. And, uh, another lover of music, you know, loves all genres. And then, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I, it, it's funny how it, it breaks up different eras in your life and you're right. It's, it's all nostalgia. It's all dealing with two emotions, uh, reflecting back on your life and, and the good and the bad times, you know, like, uh. I can't tell you how many years of our childhood were spent inside a car listening to music. You know, uh, <laughs>
2: Pretending to make out with each other so the cops couldn't
1: get us because we were drinking. That was Undering drinking. That was you and Gilbert. Yeah, that was me and Gilbert. <laughs> Good, we're in well, the front seat. Well, Gilbert used—Gilbert used, used to have long, beautiful hair. But yeah, eh,
2: but <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, like oh, I, I, for some reason I thought that it. We thought that. <laughs> If we pretended to make out of the front, it wouldn't make us seem like we were doing
1: something wrong.
2: A costume
1: Okay, well, okay, pay, let, let's. Pay. It
2: made no sense. Yeah. Well, let's. A car or anything like that, but what I've heard is that they would just come and knock on the window. Again, you're dealing with idiots here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: This was logical to us. So,
1: well, I'm, I'm going to paint the picture, Eileen, so you get a better idea of, of how stupid we were. So, you know, we're underage drinking inside a car, and the, we, we wouldn't go to somebody's house to drink. We would park in a complex in, the, in a visitor's <laughs> parking lot and drink inside the car, and then our night would start. Or not even start. It would start and end there, and it would just be conversation in the car. And any time headlights rolled around, quick, quick, Gilbert, lean over, and me, me, and our other buddy uh, Rudy, we would, <laughs> we would, we would slide down in the back seat, and then Gilbert would lean in, just enough so where his his hair would hang, and it looked like a girl. So, was, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, and the you thought that would work because the cops came and
1: they would still not <laughs> I think the funny Is part. Never the The funny part, it was never a cop. <laughs> it was, it oh. was, it, it was just the the.
2: It was people that lived in the community. It was, yeah, local residents.
1: Yeah, it was. You're the, just morons. It was the anxiety of being a teenage kid drinking in a car, but yeah we have we have a lot of stupid stories like that
2: and, and musical is always playing right?
1: and, yeah music was. Romantic. yeah and now this <laughs> is and this is how we pivot and there was always music playing but and music was always involved music was always involved <laughs> I,
2: I mean sometimes there was something like lachlan playing in there so no I, figure so the
0: movie
1: i'm sorry eileen you broke up
0: i said
1: i went to the lilith fair oh,
0: and nice. saw
1: the
2: Go Girls was there. I think <laughs> that yeah,
1: yeah. It was always the same, uh, <laughs> the same lineup. But uh, but yeah, yeah.
2: So imagine four guys in a car drinking, and we were drinking like Mickey's then. It wasn't even beer, like <laughs> real beer. And then <laughs> listening to Sarah McLachlan. <laughs> oh my god, so weird. Well, the, the question. Really
0: bad. We were listening to Sarah
2: McLachlan. <laughs> Yeah. I loved her back in
1: the yeah, day. Yeah. Uh, so that that yeah. that's the real I mean, point Humbling
2: is. a is one of the best albums.
1: Yeah. But that that's what's the, the major point is who brought the Sarah McLachlan? Oh yeah. yeah. Eric. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we went we we went through our Mila phase listening to oh, Mila,
2: Mila Jovovic, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah.
1: The actress. Yeah. She's also a great folk singer. Yeah. Russian folk singer too. Damn, <laughs> damn, and very pretty. Yeah, she, well, the, the did you ever see, well, kind of going back to this era, did you, did you ever see Days and Confused? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so the song that she sings when they're on top of a, I think they're on top of a car, and then the guy says, you know what that song's about? It's about aliens, man. Like that, that song is actually in her album. Watch them fly. Though. Watch them fly. <laughs> Yeah, so that was
2: that was uh, you know what that's that that movie too was a big exposure for us. Like that that opened our eyes to a lot of classic rock. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in, in that era. Yeah. You know cuz uh, <laughs> that's when I, I was I was going to say it earlier but wait that you were mentioning like about kids in high school like did they really listen to us and to to, to, to that music. classic rock and stuff like that? Do you remember on, on my book bag that I had, I am the lizard king. I could do anything. It's Eric, like
1: I, I, do I remember?
2: I never forget. Yeah. <laughs> so we used to do stupid shit like this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, you know, I went through like, oh, Jim Morrison. And then I'm moving like him. Like, oh, yeah, man.
0: I was surprised you didn't have the Doors on your
1: playlist. I, I, that guy was the Doors fan, not me.
2: Can you put like is the Doors classic rock?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, well, I mean, I, the what, what would I say is my favorite song? I guess it would be uh, "People Are Strange." Um, because of Last Boys. Because of that is correct. She I mean, gets us. She gets it, <laughs> or she listens to the podcast. Is what it is. So
0: hey, I'm a big Last Boys fan. So
2: uh, yeah, there you go. So when I when I went to um to Santa Cruz. I actually, I walked around the park and I was playing. I'm sure a lot of people do it, but I ended up playing the soundtrack loud. And the friend I was there, she's like, you're an idiot, dude. Stop this. And I'm like, yeah, man. What are you talking about? (laughs) This is the place where it
1: happens. Yeah, it happened there. No. But, all right, so I guess we eventually should talk about the playlist a little bit and then I, I really I'm, more, I'm really I mean,
2: you're distracting us
1: no I'm afraid of that Eileen's taking notes and we're, we're gonna get an evaluation after this but so um, I don't even know where were we on the list so I uh, so wait
2: oh uh, by the way yeah we're, we're on Barracuda and the reason I find this sexy is because it was on the Virgin suicide and it was the Introduction of Josh Hartnett, the cool guy in the high school with the heart of gold.
1: So this song comes out and
2: he's there like he's the cool guy, and I was like, I want to be Josh Hartnett when I grow up. Okay. So that's why I think this song was cool.
1: And, and, but it is, it is a cool
2: <laughs> song. I, I mean, know he had he had this badass car. I think it was a Chevelle.
1: It was incredible. Yeah. It's a great fucking car. And then we have okay. Sorry, woo! Really <laughs> killed that.
2: Right. Way to destroy the party, Eric.
1: So, so we have.
2: I love heart for me. What? I'm sorry, I think? Mean? Are we moving past heart, America? Yeah, we're fine. Finally- no, no. I mean, you bring bring me your heart stuff because I go crazy. Is one of the best songs. Yes. Like, I was going to say, uh, we were three sisters. And, of course, like I said, my older sisters were a big influence.
0: And any badass rocker chick was so cool to us. So, I mean, everything Hart was amazing. Yeah,
1: man. Well, she was
2: actually... Lita Ford back then? Were you Lita Ford fans? Uh, oh, what was the band she was in? The Runaways? Yes. All that stuff. Yeah,
1: man. Well, but, I mean, so, I mean, um, what's her face uh, from Hart... Uh, voted in the top 50 greatest rock voices of all time. I mean, it, it's she is a badass chick. She'll always be a badass chick. Um, speaking of badass chicks, further down the line, but we'll go Led Zeppelin. I mean, you can't talk about classic rock without talking about Led Zeppelin and what more rock and roll song than a song named Rock and Roll? And and it's fast paced. It's yes. a, it's a it's a great song. And then uh, the great Joe Walsh. Yeah within the city. Didn't, uh,
2: sorry, I said you didn't go with the obvious stairway to
1: heaven. Yeah, that would have been too obvious. We try to stay you away. You saw
2: Wayne's World. Yeah, you saw Wayne's World. There's a rule. <laughs> no
1: stairway to heaven. <laughs> no stairway to heaven. That's right. Um, but then that's followed by Joe Walsh in the city. I know why I put it on there. I'm sure Eric, if, if Eric would have put it on there, it was the same reason. One of our favorite movies, The Warriors. That's how it ends, and and, and what a fitting song, like what like, all hell breaks loose. You know they get for they get forgiven for a murder by the by the uh, by the head gang leader, and then they just walk out in the sand in Coney Island, and that's all you hear is. In the Have you sand. seen the movie? I no. So
2: it's about um, it's set in in seventies New York. Well, kind of. I don't know if New York was that bad so they invited all these gangs from all the five boroughs and they get accused of murdering um the little of a uh, what was his name oh my god i can't remember his name he's magic, and they get accused of killing him so they have to fight their way and through throughout through new york city so they're going through the streets through the the subways just trying to get back home to coney island and and you get these different gangs it was cool because it was almost comical too, because the gangs—you had like a gang of minds, a gang that that was on roller skates. You had the the, the Furies, which were dressed like baseball players, the like lizards, scary ass makeup. And they they finally make it home, and and you know the last line of the movie is like, "You warriors are good, real good. real good." And then the leader of their gang, well—he's the leader now because they killed the leader. He's like, "We're the best," and it's just—and they just walk off into the sunset, yeah. and that song starts playing. And it's just, it's, and that's an Andrew Hill movie too, who also did Streets of Fire. Yeah. So, so you know, watch that movie, guys.
1: Yeah. And then, and it's cool because part of the movie is narrated by a a radio DJ. So, yeah. So uh, it's, again, for its time when you, like, visually, it doesn't necessarily hold up, but it's such a great movie. And, you know, he was talking about you had the Furies, you had the Lizzie's, which was a gang of women. Um,
2: and they were the roughest ones. They carried guns. Yeah, man. they,
1: they, they almost, were the
2: scariest ones out of all of them. Because you know what they did? They seduced you. They brought you back to their club, and then they and then you. they pull out <laughs> knives and guns. And it's like, hey, man, like sort the yeah. party, dude. Like, <laughs> I could picture this happening in real life.
1: Yeah, but it, it, it's a great way to end the movie. That like if if you if you didn't hear the the song Eileen before the the podcast, listen to it after. I mean, it's Joe Walsh part of one of the most iconic groups the Eagles. Um, then you have Ace Freely doing New York Groove. Um, you know, one as a New Yorker, you know, watching every time the Giants scored a touchdown, that's what they would play. Every time the Mets win, that's what they would play. So, you know, that that song's been been part of part of my history for a long time. And then uh, you remember that show Miami Inc? Eileen Yes. So when he moved to New York, when they started doing the New York gig, that was the the intro to the to the show. Uh, but I love that song, and you know uh, we had talked about it. That's a song you wanna you wanna strut down the street to. It's a great song, kind of a almost disco-y rock blend to you know like the the sound mm. of the song. And then um, talking about badass chicks. Uh, probably one of the baddest chicks on the planet, Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. Yes.
0: yes. Wow.
1: But uh yeah. who isn't? This song also has an amazing bass line. Yeah, it I love this song. This, the Chain is a great song. And um, then, wait,
2: But wait, hold on. Eileen, you said you had notes on these songs and I'm yeah. hearing very little from you. <laughs> no, I mean, they're not like great notes.
1: I mean... Eric, <laughs> I she, played, she played the bowl, bro. She played the bowl.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to hear them. It was just like the biggest
0: note there. And, you know, there was so many other great songs like Landside and Dreams, Rumors, Um, Like, just so many great songs from that era. And Fleetwood Mac, I'm, I love them so much. I'm a little bit hurt because I was supposed to see them at, at Jazz Fest. And when I went a couple of years ago and Stevie Nicks got sick, so they didn't go. And before that, it was supposed to be Rolling Stones headlining, and uh, Mick Jagger got sick,
2: so yeah, wow. that happens. You so. know, did you still have fun in New Orleans? I still love them,
1: <laughs> but Eric, <laughs> did you
2: still have fun at Jazz Fest though? Did you know okay. this was incredible, it was the
0: best time ever.
1: You know what's funny? Very, I, very fun. yeah, there's a uh, I worked with a young lady who, I mean, idolizes Stevie I, Nicks and she would... Dr- well, because she's, she's a former employee, uh, but idolizes Stevie Nicks, would dress like Stevie Nicks and would always say that's her spirit animal. But what I found refreshing is how much she knew about the band and Stevie Nicks. And, you know, she was a 20... I mean, for us, because we're fucking old, it's, you know, she's a 25-year-old kid and appreciated classic rock. So there are still a few out there that are that young and still appreciate um, classic rock. And then one of my I always
2: think Guardians of the Galaxy uh, with that song. For some reason, when that song plays, I, I have flashes of Guardians of the Galaxy. What, but, and thanks to James Gunn for doing those mixes in those movies because he used a lot of classic rock. Yeah. Both of them. yeah.
0: A classic rock in there.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you so, have several songs from there. All
1: right, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to... It's we're gonna break into the next segment. I mean we're gonna keep this conversation going, but uh, it looks like we're gonna head into into podcast overtime. So we're gonna just give us a second and we'll be right oh, back. We so have
2: curfew in Miami and we might have to get home.
1: I'm just kidding. Just yeah. okay. guys. <laughs> Shut up, Eric. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, so welcome back. We're doing a, a little overtime here at the bodega, but <clears throat> that's always fun. That means we're enjoying ourselves and we have a great guest. So Let's keep this party going. Um, where'd we leave off? Fleetwood Mac, right? Yes, sir. All right. So this is one of my favorite songs lyrically. I love this song. I play this. I, this song plays in my house maybe two or three times a week. And it's uh, Elton John, Mona Lisa's, and Mad Hatter's. And I had mentioned, like, there's there's songs that do such a great job of painting a picture and every time I hear this song, I, it puts me back in New York, and and so like I I read part of the lyrics that always gets stuck in my head. But it goes, while Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's, sons of bankers, sons of lawyers, turn around and say good morning to the night, for unless they see the sky, but they can't, and that is why they know if it's not dark outside or light. Like that, that's such a for me, just, you know, New York being the city that it is when you walk out and you don't know if you're going to walk out into the daytime or the nighttime or you watch, like the like the song says, the morning turned to night. It, like, I, you picture all of that. And even, even the lyrics before that when he talks about, uh, you know, Spanish Harlem aren't just pretty words to say. And that's, you know, part of doing this podcast was because of I've always admired musicians and songwriters and and where these emotions come from and not only that is you know you try to put yourself in the place where where they were when they wrote that song but how it takes a totally different meaning to you when you listen to it you know like you you try to say oh the writer was talking about this or thinking about that no not true you know but that's what it means to you and you know that that's why I I love the idea of of you know, a therapist or somebody like that connects, you know, music and feeling and emotion, and you know, like and you mentioned, nostalgia, and that's one of those songs that does that to me. So, I'm sorry I get emotional there, but it's a bit. I, 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 that song, it's a beautiful song. And, yeah, I mean, it happens
2: to me, every time with
1: Barbie Girl too. It, it happens, dude. You're, oh. a, you're a Barbie girl living in a Barbie world. I get it. I like, get it.
2: it's fantastic. relatable so yeah. for you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> No, wow. No, it's funny. Like you, you, you. you Sorry, hey, this is gonna sound really stupid, but it's it was like a poem. You're reading a poem to me. It was like you know, a reading to the process or something, and you read that out. Loud. Dude, it's something you know. You,
1: I mean. So
0: this. there's actually like ten different ways that music affects us emotionally, and and that's just talking about the emotional part of it, and such a big part of it is about being able to expand your emotions and process your emotions. And for a lot of people that aren't verbal, but don't have the the accessibility to verbalize their emotions, they're able to process their emotions with music. They're able to connect to music and feel something. And that helps their emotions get to a place where they, you know, Process in a way that it's positive for them because they're getting out of a situation where maybe they felt stuck emotionally or maybe they felt sad, and um, the music really helps them move those emotions, which is very healthy. So, you know, emotion is so powerful in in many different ways, and I love that you shared that, Cardinals, because it's very meaningful, and I think music is very meaningful for most people.
2: You know, and and also, I, I don't know if you remember because I brought this up on one of the other shows, nine hundred two and zero, when Dylan and Brenda broke up, <laughs> and she just listened to Losing My Religion all the time. <laughs> I think she was going through this too. Oh Holy goodness. shit! <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh no, shit, man! Oh no. We just brought it all together. <laughs> no, but it, it's, like uh, say that it's more than the nostalgia. The... sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Look, Eileen, so, you, no, you, you've heard the podcast. Aggression,
2: right, like music can can be used to you know to 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 be aggressive. Um, you said you would use a breaks for spinning, like for exercise. Like it, it is, it's a motivator. It's going to get you to that mood if you want to, you know, want to get fired up. You're about to do something that you know, like you know, before going into a fight. Like there's there's certain songs I would listen to, like to 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 prep myself for that, like you know, and. And 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 it works. It like gets you. It gets you pumped up. Uh, you see basketball players like with headphones before the game and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, it actually has. Um, it, it's actually called action tendency, which is perfect. It's the ability of music to make us want to move our body, whether it's dancing or you know tapping our our foot or you know swaying our body. Wasn't that brought up brought up in another? Podcast, somebody said, or or swaying, you know, or bopping your head, or headbanging, or doing exercise, or running. Um, Like, it's, I love that there's an actual word or or two words, action, tendency is is what they call it. And um, that's a big part of it. Emotional mimicry is another one where, where we mimic the emotion of the song, which is so cool. But then again, that also has to do with where you experience the song, because you know, you're know you gonna have a different experience if you listen to a piece of music and you're going through a breakup and you're alone in your room crying, versus if you hear a song for the first time at a club and you're with all your friends and you're just having fun, yeah. right? So, so much of it has to do with your personal experience, but also with the environment that you're in when you experience the music.
1: Yeah, like you said, it, it it gives you two emotions it's so like the nostalgia and then whatever happened in that moment that's the emotion it brings back yes so, no, that, that, and there's
0: an association also with with the, the environment like the space that you're in right so makes, you can have an association with where you listen to the music or not just the space but also the time so the time and the space where you experience that that music and that can change because maybe you have various experiences like maybe you Listen to that music at a wedding, and
2: or a backseat seat you know. of a Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: God, yeah. I don't know. Like Spanish music for me, I grew up. um My mom always plays Spanish music in the house, so for me, it's very, it's a very emotional connection to my mom, and you know, she really helped me develop an ear for different types of Spanish music. Since I was very small, she would tell me, "This is managuita," this is. Salsa, this is cha cha cha, Um, you know, this is bachata. And so, like growing up, I had a real emotional connection to that music. And nowadays, that's something that's still part of my music library. I I do that, you know, one of the self care things that I do is dance to Spanish music. I take classes, and, you know, it's an emotional connection because it was something that I listened to since I was small with my mom. But that could be different for everybody, right? So yeah. it's all about like your personal experience. And then the other part of it is the emotions that you feel with the people that you're with. Because music music also is a great connector yeah. where you could experience like connection with the people and, like you're all connected with the different types of music that you have with your friend group. And, and that creates a feeling of connection when you're experiencing music together. Even like at a concert, there's a feeling of, joining with everybody and connecting with everybody that's there in the concert so so it's
1: so powerful well that is that is a great segue to the next song so the next song is sweet and ballroom blitz eric do you know what what inspired this song i do not carlos so well let me tell you so (laughs) so sweet was performing in a club in scotland and the crowd turned on them and started throwing bottles at them. So that inspired the song Ballroom Blitz. Ooh. So that and they it, just smash everybody in the, the club. Yeah, just. Yeah, that, that's I mean, you hear the song. Let's go. Yeah, the, the song is, is a brawl breaks out in, in, in the, in the no. song. And yeah. And then that's what inspired the song was they, they performed at a bar in Scotland or a club in Scotland. And the crowd turned on them. And the, it's like, as what I read, was they began bottling. And what bottling means is that they started throwing bottles. They bottled you, yeah. yeah. They launched you. Yeah. So you, so that ties into what Eileen said. That's their experience. And that's, <laughs> that's what developed that song. And that'll always bring that guy back to getting <laughs> bottles chucked at him. But so, and then... I was uh, the next song, uh, Norman Greenbaum doing Spirit in the Sky, which is he probably had one of the best comments. Somebody asked him, uh, you know, is this a spiritual hymn? Because if you hear the song, it's 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 a religious song. And then uh, they asked him, they're like, you know, was that an old church song? He goes, I'm Jewish. He goes, I was watching TV and I was inspired by a guy singing gospel. On TV, and then that's how he came out with Spirit in the Sky. And it's you know, it's an overly religious song, and it's just known as a rock song, you know. But when you hear the oh, song,
0: interesting, yeah.
1: And then I love that, and now for but for me, it always ties into um Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, the yeah. Milano, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, and and Street also did Fox on the Run, yeah, which is. On the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack,
1: also. Yeah, yeah. So, But you're right. Like th- that's so thank cool. you, James Gunn. Thank you, James Gunn. But that that's cool. How a lot of these guys have. I mean, even going back to Led Zeppelin and Thor Ragnarok, you know, immigrant song blew up again just because of you know watching Thor come back out and and they and they you know play immigrant song every time he comes in, and then. Another band that kind of makes it into all of our conversations or a lot of the podcast conversations is Queen, the legend Freddie Mercury, and uh, and you know the rest of the guys from Queen, Queen Killer. I love that song. Uh, Marshall Tucker Band, can't you see? Obviously, that's a that's what a woman did to him. Um, Eric, you did you ever you've heard the song right? Because you said um, you had, I, I have. Okay, you were just being silly yeah. the last time we talked. But uh, I
2: thought you were going to bring my past up.
1: No, no, I no. I got so
2: nervous for a second.
1: No, like, holy shit! I think, I, I think, you're <laughs> really
2: not going to do this here. The, <laughs> I seriously had a mind heart attack. No, I,
1: I think, I, I think the 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 drinking in the parking lot story was enough. Yeah, <laughs> I think we please. did enough damage. For Let that. Let me embarrass myself on <laughs> my own terms. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Rolling Stone, Beast of Burden, of course. You know, oh my
0: gosh, great
1: song. That I, look, what, what song isn't great from Rolling Stones? I know. You It's know, so good. We're actually, uh, an episode that we're working on is uh, all covers. And one of those, I, I actually picked a band doing a Rolling Stones cover. Um, in our Instagram, uh, I posted a, a deleted clip from a movie called Pirate Radio, where the guy, uh, He was trying to discover the meaning of life. And uh, so what was it that he says there? He goes, uh, goes, I had it all. I had chicks. I had money. I did drugs from kidneys of animals you've never even heard of. But then he talks about how he goes to a (laughs) bar in Guatemala, and then this guy puts three coins inside of jukebox, and the song that plays is Get Off of My Cloud by Rolling Stones. And then he tells the kid, he goes, I, the meaning of life is rock and roll, and then it's just like Led Zeppelin, just like Queen. You can't talk about rock and roll without talking about Rolling Stones. um Eric actually picked the next song, Bob seeger Turn the page,
2: and the page. Yeah, this is, this is the original um "Wanted Dead or Alive" by Bon Jovi. It's just a, a road song, him touring and just yeah. That's what I, yeah, I wrote in my notes. <laughs> See, great minds, great minds, <laughs> but it, it's an incredible song, and 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 it just—it's one of those songs that you just want to cruise to, man. Yeah, I'm like that and night moves by Bob Seger. That's another great one.
1: Yeah, and then credence in Clearwater. Um, have you ever seen the rain? I see. The first time I heard that song was actually the Ramones playing it, and then I found out it was a CCR song, and then uh, the great. Tom Petty, rest in peace, with American Girl. Uh, great, lyrically, another great song, you know, like him describing it makes
0: this. You just want to do the, the footloose dance. That,
1: what is
2: the footloose dance? The footloose dance. Hold on, if you're
1: going to do it, I'm going to record it.
2: Wait, no, 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 she doesn't have to <laughs> tell what, what, what exactly is the footloose dance? Because there was a variety of styles used in that movie. Yeah, it's like the kicking and the. Oh, song. okay. All right, all right okay. Hey, everybody cut. Everybody let's dance. dance. God, <laughs> <Yeah>, Kevin Bacon, <laughs> man.
0: Tom, Tom Penny American Girl makes me want to do the Fuddy Dance. That's the only way you could dance with a song.
2: Yeah. So yeah, so he recorded this song on July Fourth, nineteen seventy-six, which was the bicentennial <laughs> of the United States. Yep. Cool. How cool is that?
1: that is and this is one of the hot most hot American
2: songs hot. there is. Take so I easy. thought that was
1: pretty good. Cool. right? Gainesville? Yeah. So? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, he lived in Gainesville. Take mm-hmm. it easy, baby. Make it last all night. Great song. Yeah, that's a that that's a great song that like, I don't like. Whenever you go to a bar and there's mm-hmm. a, a band playing and they, that cover comes on and they cover that, yeah. that the, it, the crowd always gets riled up. Yeah. That's, all that's right. A great
1: song. Eileen, you made it through the playlist. I feel Ooh. like I feel like an episode of Hot Ones. Look into this camera. Look into this camera. Tell us what you got going on. We don't have any cameras. But now this is time for what's become my favorite segment. Eric, drop some knowledge, son. All
2: right. So this is a little different. Uh, and and I just wanted to see what, what Eileen's take on, on this was. Um, it's pop songs. Like, what do you think the average pop song is? How long do you think it is nowadays? What was I'm asking top? you guys.
1: How long? How
2: long do you think the average pop song is? Two and a
1: half minutes to three. three
2: and a half. What did you say?
1: Two and a half minutes to three.
0: I said I was going to say three and a half minutes.
2: Oh, hey, like you guys are amazing. Well, like in the last five years, pop songs have gotten significantly shorter. The average was around four four and a half minutes to five. They're now averaging three minutes to three minutes, They're now averaging three minutes and thirty seconds. Um the article I found this on, they actually talked about the economic reasons for it, like how artists are having to put out and and the return, right? The the return on on with all the streaming services and the different platforms. Right. You know, it's not like they're getting the album sales and all that. But I, I think as an audience, the way we listen to music, or or maybe not us, but younger people, like it's it's almost like you're you're not really experiencing music. Now, I'm. I'm. This is my my opinion. You're. You're. You just want the information, right? You're like, oh, that song I've heard it. You know. And the reason this came up is because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and he was all excited to play a, a Doctor. Sh- like his son is old enough now to hear Doctor Dre, and he played a song for him, and the kid was like, oh my god, this song is so long, and he's like, you know how many songs I would have listened to in that amount of time. You know, not only are we, we we're in a time where like new music is coming out every week, but um, it's not, it's, we, we're not attaching those emotions that we had. Like you were mentioning that a, a, a song would stay in your car for months and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So kids want like, I, and I'm not an expert, but I think they it's, it's more about saying that they know the song than like really taking it in and, and enjoying it. Because next week they're already listening to something else.
1: Yeah. you you know what I think it is too. I, with how fast we get information and how quick everything's accessible, everything's all instant gratification. And not only that, it's I mean it's proven. that this is Eileen. This is me wearing my my therapy hat. Is that because of the way inform because of the way we receive information, it's people have actually lost their attention span. These so, are all opinions, by the way. The, just so yeah, so I just want to put that out there. Yeah, this is all bro <laughs> science. This is all bro science. We're we're certified <laughs> stupid, is what we are just in case, man. <laughs> but I mean, it, it it's you know, I it's it's not only me, it's things that I've read it, it, it how the actual attention spans of humans have reduced drastically. So in um with a lot of other podcasts, I listen to a lot of uh comedy podcasts is what comedians do now is actually put the best part of their set right in the beginning because analytics tell them that people won't listen to their whole hour. They'll break it up into clips. So now a lot of people are doing their, their standup and clips on YouTube because they know that's the best way to get a full hour out. And I'm assuming that happens to music too, where you're right. It's, you know, I heard it. I want to move on. I want to move on to the next one. Because it's all instant gratification in short bursts, but short
2: form—it's short form content, yeah. Like that's that's you know what you have on YouTube, um, TikTok, and stuff. What I showed you today, my little brother shit. This is awesome. I swear to God, this is real. It's this guy that just has like these little twenty-second clips, and it's somebody putting paint and putting different colors and and then mixing it up, and this guy has to uh, to to guess the color. He has fifteen million views, yeah. and it's all about just that quick fix, right? Like it's 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 like you know, yeah.
1: And we, and we, and we just <laughs> and we just and we just celebrated a thousand plays, and this guy's just no, watching but, paint.
2: I mean, YouTube, like it's it's just just changed the way we consume everything, and yeah. and I think it has an impact on music. Like think about the pressure of having to to constantly. That's how you stay rev, relevant right. nowadays, yeah. right? Like Charlie XEX, love sure. it. know why but she's awesome um she's putting stuff out every week hey i keep it sticky icky like lip gloss that is one of the best songs ever but um she's putting stuff out every week and does that compromise the product like what does it do you know um when when you were talking about uh elton john and what that song does for you like i'm sure he put a lot of thought to this to those words and and it's like when a when a poet writes right like they don't just do things on the fly. There's a lot of research that, that'll, that'll go into one word. In yeah. the poll. And if you're producing um, like stuff every week, there has to be some compromise, right?
1: Right. So
2: we're now getting
0: into the consumer part of it because I wanted to talk a little bit about the neuroscience about this without getting too scientific and technical but but we have um neurotransmitters and there's dopamine which is the dopamine system in our brain is actually like our pleasure center and we feel that dopamine system kicking in when we eat foods that we like or we have sex music is a really big part of our our pleasure center it it gives us dopamine hits they call it so right now with all the instant gratification that's one of the things that is happening it's creating like an addiction because dopamine is also the part of our mind that when we take if we take um, substance altering drugs that's the part that's affected so every single time someone listens to a song they're getting dopamine hits so they want more and more and more so the quicker that they could get those dopamine hits the quicker that they are satisfied. So every single like on social media, every single song, you know, they could click to the next one or click to the next video. All those things are dopamine hits. And and right now it's something that is causing an addiction in the way that our dopamine system, our pleasure center reacts to things. So that's a little bit of the neuroscience behind it. And music is is a big part of it. So it doesn't surprise me that music is less um, lengthy. That it used to be, because what people want to do is create another dopamine hit and we're training our mind to have shorter amounts of resistance. So like you want the next dopamine hit and that has to be something new, something different, something fast. So that's what's happening in the brain with um the neurotransmitters and these things. I
2: guess awesome. people just do it the old fashioned way, like with drugs. <laughs> it's drugs, man. Like seriously. Uh, God bless. All right, guys. <laughs>
1: uh, Eileen, you know,
2: it, it is. It's it's that reward system. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're done. Uh, oh yeah. Wow. Right, do right, I not, just want you out of here, Eileen. I no. don't know what you do to this guy, but he has been
1: so rude. So rude. <laughs> Eileen, you me
2: did I bore you with my neuro <laughs>
1: No, no. I, we could keep going if you guys want.
2: <laughs> okay. so we gotta watch that Heat game too,
1: yeah. guys. Eileen, thank you so much. This was actually a really fun episode, and I don't know if I learned anything. Would you
2: come again if, if we asked
1: you? Like, would, would you mind? Yeah,
2: you? that was I mean, fun.
1: Yeah, dude, that was the really fun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you are you are our second legit guest that we've had. That's not Gilbert. <laughs> but <laughs> Eileen, thank you very much for taking the time to spend with us. We really that appreciate it. Yeah. Um guys, you know, if if uh if there's an episode you listen to, listen to this one. There's a lot of cool information. Oh
2: sorry, I'm so sorry, Carlos. Before we go, I do want to say one thing. Um, if you guys didn't don't get enough um like rock and roll or 70s, uh, what do we call this? Uh, yeah, classic rock. There's a playlist and it's from this show called Supernatural, which is running on its last season, it's gonna end in October. And they, their playlist is all classic rock pretty much. Nice, and it's a great show. It follows the, the brothers Winchester hunting and it's also on WB.
1: No. So, Damn it, he did it again, son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you very much, and we're out.